Hello there, I'm Nathan Gordon. I'm the Government Affairs Director for Your Washington Realtors, here with our friend. I'm Bill Clark. I'm your Policy Director for Washington Realtors here in Olympia. So we're going to take a couple of minutes today to talk a little bit about all of the housing bills that the legislature is seeing. Uh, the legislature went into this saying this was going to be the year of housing abundance. And Bill, what do we think so far? Well, so far, so good. You know, we're about two-thirds of the way through the legislative session. There have been about 2,200 bills introduced uh, with the cutoff, meaning the time by which bills have to move out of their committee or out of their chamber of origin or else they're dead. Only about 28% of bills remain alive. All of our major housing bills remain alive. Yeah, right. I think um, the legislature has done what we've asked them to do, which is really prioritize housing policy. So, so let's start, though, first with a couple of bills that um, are, that don't pertain to housing inventory, but still are very important to our members, right? So there's an agency bill that we asked the legislature to update um, agency law. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and where that's at? Sure. I think a number of our members have heard about it before. There's been a lot of coverage uh, via this this channel and also through Annie Fitzsimmons and the legal hotline. And it's a update to the agency law to require buyer representation agreements to make various other changes to the agency law to modernize the law and also to protect consumers. And that bill was developed over the last year uh, through a presidential advisory group. That bill is alive. It passed the Senate unanimously, and now it's over in the House for a hearing this week. Yeah, so we're optimistic on that bill. Um, and then another sort of smaller cleanup bill, but I think it's important to the agency, is the leaseback bill, right? And so why don't you tell them a little bit about where we're at? Yeah, that's right. The issues come up over the last couple of years about if a seller sells their house and then they remain in the house and lease it back from the new buyer, the new owner, is that type of arrangement subject to the Landlord-Tenant Act? The bill we have clarifies that it is not, so that in the transaction, the purchase and sale agreement can dictate how long that seller remains in the house after they sell it. Yeah, so and that also passed unanimously in the house. Yep. Uh, and is over in the Senate, and that looks like that should sail through. Yeah. All right, so housing inventory, housing abundance, right? A lot of housing bills, so let's go through them here and what they will do. Uh, probably the one getting the most ink um, this session is the missing middle housing bill, right? So talk a little bit about missing middle housing bill. What is missing middle housing, and, and what is the legislature doing on that? Yeah, and I think generally on the housing issue, the idea is that there's not one single bill that's going to deal with our housing shortage, right? I think people are well aware of the supply shortage. There is a projection from Department of Commerce that the state's going to need to build a million new housing units by 2044. So basically a million housing units in the next 20 years or so. The middle housing bill focuses on uh, types of housing that can fit in existing neighborhoods like duplexes, triplexes, townhouses, and fourplexes. The idea in the bill is that cities have not upzoned in many of their residential neighborhoods. And so up to 75% of residential areas only allow single-family detached housing. The middle housing bill would modify local zoning so that those types of housing can be allowed if that's what the builder wants to build. Um, all right. And that bill uh, passed strong bipartisan vote out of the House. It's moving over to the Senate. Looking like it's in pretty good shape. Yeah, point. it's and just for folks that want to follow on the legislature's website, it's leg.wa.gov, and that's House Bill 1110 is the middle housing bill. All right, a bill that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, um, and that's the lot splitting bill, 
one local jurisdiction referred to this bill as Lottageddon, which I think they thought was bad. I think as far as creating new buildable lots, I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. So talk a little bit about um, lot splitting, House Bill 1245. Well, Nathan, it's kind of like they say, you know, buy land because no one's, no one's making any more land, right? But you can make more lots out of the land that exists. That's right. Uh, so twelve forty House Bill twelve forty five is the lot splitting bill. What it would do is create a minimum lot size as small as two thousand square feet, and require that cities have a process at the local level to allow those kinds of small lots to be split off of existing residential lots. And then that lot, that's a newly created lot, could have housing on it, whether it's a single family detached house or a small duplex. Okay. Good bill. Also Good bill. got out of the House uh, with overwhelming support, right? Yeah. A couple of no votes, maybe? Close to unanimous. And yeah. on these prior two bills, both on middle housing and on lot splitting, there was both a Senate and a House bill. At some point during the legislative process, the legislators who were working on those bills kind of decide, well, let's move the House bill out of the House or we'll move the Senate bill out of the Senate. And so as to these bills, they both had uh, strong Senate bills as well. They just chose to move the House bill. So those are the ones we'll work on now that they're in the Senate. All right, let's talk about sort of a, a sibling of middle housing, okay? And that's transit-oriented okay. development, right? I think transit-oriented development is the older sibling to middle housing's younger sibling. Yeah. What do like you think that, about that? I think, I think we can go yeah? with that analogy, okay. yeah. Uh, no one's made that analogy before. Yeah, no, no, first time. Right we can here. go with it. So the thing to think about, I think, is middle housing duplexes, townhouses, triplexes, fits within existing neighborhoods. Transit-oriented development, and this is Senator Leas's bill at Senate Bill 5466, is the type of development that takes advantage of the transit infrastructure we've built and will be building over the next 20 years. And so if you're in the Sound Transit area and there's a light rail station or bus rapid transit or park and ride, those areas are slated for much higher density urban-style development. So that would be kind of mid-rise construction in areas where people may not even own cars because they're going to get around using the state's new transit system. And that'll be both opportunities for new commercial development as well as new residential development, uh, likely rentals, but some opportunity for things like condos and maybe some townhomes. Yeah, the, the essence of the transit-oriented development bill is not to prescribe what exactly has to be built, but to require like an overall average level of development based on what's called floor area ratio. Or FAR, far as I learned this yeah. session. FAR, far is a new session yeah. kicking around Olympia for sure. And it really would apply in, you know, the sound transit footprint, a few areas in eastern Washington, but not too many. Um, and it'll be development that'll take place over the next 30 years. So, Bill, it's great that we have these new housing options or that we should get some new housing options from the legislature this year. Think... Um, if, but if you can't get a permit to build those homes, right, has the legislature really actually helped anyone? Um, so the legislature has heard that question, and they they have a couple of uh, permit reform bills, which yeah. um, is a little interesting given sort of the last few years and the challenges of these types of bills. Yeah. I mean, I think you can think about it this way, that there's there's what you can build and then there's how you can build it, right? And so two of the bills that are the major kind of permitting reform bills, one is uh, House Bill 1273. It's got a Senate companion that's 5412 that makes two changes. One is to SEPA, the State Environmental Policy Act, so that SEPA review of residential construction applies 
at the plan level, meaning in the land use planning process, there's a comprehensive plan that's developed. SEPA review would occur at the plan level, and if later on a project is built consistent with the plan, you don't have to do SEPA a second time. And that's been a real problem in the development world where you have to go through SEPA twice and then you get appealed the second time. The point of the bill is if someone has challenges under SEPA, raise them early in the process, not later when the project's already underway. So that will save both time and money on housing yeah, development. That's right. And then as to those bills, the second part of the bill deals with a process called design review, which exists in many cities. And it's become something of a subjective test where a citizen board doesn't like the color of the windows or the type of brick or very subjective things like that. Design review would be allowed to occur, but it would have to be based on kind of objective development regulations. The timing of it would have to be integrated with other permit review and it would be administrative. It wouldn't be farmed out to volunteer citizen groups. It would have to be made by the city itself. So I think that's a bill that has a lot of support, uh, both from local governments and from the development community. Yeah. And then why don't you also talk a little bit about 5290? And then 5290 deals with the building permit process itself, including providing grants for local governments to transition from older kind of paper-based permitting systems to an online electronic database so that permitting documents could be, sub, uh, could be submitted electronically, and then also providing more accountability on what's called the 120-day permit timeline. There's a current law that says that building permits have to be processed within 120 days, but frankly, cities have not been following that law, and so the bill provides some more accountability to get permits out the door more quickly. So these are all um, fairly traditional issues that Washington Realtors has worked on in the past, and I, we're really happy to see the legislature really grabbing these issues and making this a session about housing abundance. I think one issue that maybe we haven't worked as much on are issues around um, uh, homelessness, homelessness prevention, um, subsidized housing, or kind of affordable housing Um and, you know, it is an area that we see on member surveys. Our members are concerned about it. Obviously, now homelessness has impacted virtually every community across our state, whether you're urban or rural, whether you're western, central, or eastern Washington, right? There's, um, um, there's homelessness challenges. So there are a couple of different ways that the legislature is looking at tackling this. One we're supporting and one we're opposing. Since we've talked a lot about good bills, let's talk about the one bad bill right now, the one that we're opposing. You want to talk a little bit about sure. that? There's a proposal in the House that would increase the real estate excise tax on properties that sell for more than $5 million. And this is just on the heels of a read increase the legislature passed three years ago. Once you get above that $5 million mark, well, sure, there are single-family residential properties in there. You're largely going to be taxing commercial properties, including rental properties. And so we're working with a number of other housing groups to oppose that, largely under the basis that it's going to drive up rents for people that are in those multifamily properties. And that bill also increases real estate excise tax on all properties, or allows local jurisdictions to right. increase REIT, um, to pay for affordable housing. Right. So as one of our colleagues says make housing more affordable by making it more expensive. That's right. All right. So we don't yeah, like that. We don't like that one. All right. What do we like? So the other proposal that you said is a non-traditional proposal is from Governor Inslee, and it would be to raise $4 billion through the issuance of bonds that would go to voters this fall. 
And I think if you look at the literature, whether it's from, you know, right-leaning conservative groups or left-leaning progressive groups, homelessness is a housing supply problem. And the areas of the country that have the worst homelessness problems are the same areas that have low supply and high prices. And that's, that's the state of Washington. And so the governor put together a proposal that would have to get through the legislature with a 50% vote like any other bill in the legislature. And then it would go to the voters. If the voters passed it, it would raise $4 billion for homelessness housing supply uh, over the next six years. And I think that's a different proposal because the tip, the typical process for low-income housing and affordable housing is through the state's capital budget. That can provide $200 million, $300 million, $400 million a year. This proposal at $4 billion is like 10 times what the state has ever done within a single year. So it's a huge proposal. Great. Um, and then just a couple of other things. There were a number of rent control bills up this session. We feel pretty good about those, right? Those are all at this point dead. Yep. There were, there were some rent controls or rent cap bills. None of those made it out of their chamber of origin by the deadline. So they're considered dead for this year. Okay. Anything else you want uh, the members to know? I don't think so. It's been a, a very good year so far for housing. The bills cross over to their other chambers and they keep, you know, getting uh, work on the other side of that of the chamber as they did on the first side. But I think I'm very optimistic that many, if not all, of these bills will pass in some form. Um, all right. One final question. You feel like you're more of a brownie guy or a cookie guy? I would say cookie. Okay. Yeah. You got one on you or what? I don't. I don't. Okay. But it's it's just good to know. It's good to yeah. know. Okay. All right. Well, Bill, thank you very much for joining us and talking to us a little bit today. Uh, thank you for being a member. If you're interested in this and want more information, you can always go to wawrealtor.org backslash legislative session. And uh, we have updates on the website that we, we try to update as frequently as we can. Thanks for being a member.